Okay, cheers. Thank you. everybody, it's Andrew Davis from Toon Talk Radio, live and exclusive in Gateshead. Good evening to everybody. Well, it's all to talk about Newcastle United and Manchester t- Manchester United tonight. And if you want to get involved, just give us a call on 0191 538 Remember, the most important thing is go to www.toontalk.co.uk and you can listen to us live in the studio. If, you, if you're out and about and you've got your handheld device, just go to www.novaradio.co.uk and you can listen to us on any handheld device and any place in the country, in the world. You can listen on all the talk about Newcastle United and Manchester United and what went down on Saturday. Well, it was an interest result for Newcastle. Uh, the post-mortems obviously begin straight away. What happened... Uh, personally, um, when it comes to Newcastle United, we've been playing sterile football. So, when it comes to um, the fact that we opened up a bit, we showed Manchester United uh, what, we, what we're made of and um, what we can actually do when we actually have a bit of invention, a bit of zest, a bit of vigour, a bit of heart, uh, which we seem to have every week. But you know what I mean. We get the goals, we get the passion, and we can rock anywhere any club at any ground you can imagine but um that's uh, we'll talk about that more in depth in the show but i'm delighted to bring bring in my main guest this evening his name is philip de Bruyne, a host of beyond the pitch on nbc sports talk sport ty sport previously spent three years on sirius xm fc also covering boxing good evening to you philip how are you doing doing good Andrew. how are you mate not too bad not too bad so Tell me, we'll, we'll get to the football in a second, but the last year yeah. and a half for you has been pretty incredible with everything that you've <laughs> been doing when it comes to Man, Man United. And now, obviously, you're, you're on um, uh, NBC Sports. Uh, yes. Just you, You're going through lots of changes, I noticed, last year. And you, you must be, yeah. uh, for a Belfast lad, you must be pinching yourself with what's going on right now. <laughs> I, it's, uh, it's been a good journey, Andrew, you must admit. Um, yeah, I do it with another lad from Salford, from Manchester, and um, we never, I, I'd never really sat out for it to be on NBC or anything like that. It just ended up happening, and it's been a great journey, and Sirius was good for us too. I really enjoyed that as well. That was three years on national radio in America, and that was interesting, hearing the opinions of Americans on football, and as it's growing it here, but... Yes, it's been a it's been a good journey. We're enjoying it. I think um, when when I when I realised you were going into NBC, 
that is probably the biggest game changer because obviously I'm Mr. Wonderful. I'm the Jody Gold. Just remember that name. But um, when it <laughs> when it comes to something as big as that, that you know, you, you, I suppose it makes you it makes you have to get more involved. Uh, does, does it affect anything else now? Are you full time doing that, or, or is it just um, is this just a side thing? Well, so I have the option of doing it 100% full time if I move to New York, which I don't want to do because um, I, I live on the west coast of America. So, um, but it's as much as we want to do it. So we have contracts with NBC to provide at least two shows a month. But see, to be honest, Andrew, like people look at NBC and stuff like that, especially if you're involved in a podcast, as the place to be. But it's not really. I mean, yes, it's good to be tied with these people that have money and the ability to dig deep into their pockets. But with the internet today, you don't you don't need them. You can do it on your you can do it on your own. And so there's pros and cons. The cons are when you get aligned with someone that big it heavily impacts what you can actually talk about because there's a lot of things they won't let you talk about. Right. And so you have to change, and that's not always for the better. So for people out there that are doing podcasts that are trying to get aligned with big um, broadcasters, that's not always the place to be. Yeah, I've, been, I've actually been talking with being sports myself, so, um, uh, you know, uh-huh. I think with the issue with, the issue with um, when it comes to, uh, you know, the Qatar issue, that's uh, yeah. really, that seems to you know slowed down my development as well. But um, but I must admit, you, you see, you, obviously, to me, you've been you've been standing out from the crowd when it comes to Man United, um, especially. And, and I think getting that interview with Paul Pogba, I think that must have shocked. Uh, what, what, was there any pushback for you? Because it, I thought it was tremendous. Well, the thing is, is that. Most people think Mina Riola runs his agency, but <clears throat> it's not Mina Riola that runs the agency. It's a lady called Rafaela Pimenta, and uh, she's a Brazilian lady and um, speaks six different languages. So I've known that agency and known those people for a while. I interviewed Lukaku years ago. Mm-hmm. So when he, when, when Lukaku was born to United, I met with him and met with him and Pogba because they were staying together in a house here in L.A., and I set it up through his agent, and I'm in regular discussion with her. I talk to her quite a bit about other things. Um, obviously was out recently, and um, so it, it's just you work in this business. Eventually, you develop contacts, and you have to make them work for you. And so it was it was a good experience for us to get down and do do stuff like that. But we have an exceptional relationship with Man United also. So Man United are very good about giving us players and whenever they come out to the US they do a lot of the promotional work through us so um, yeah it, it, you know as a football fan I mean I love talking to the footballers that I've admired and we do a show on a regular basis with Warren Barton who's one of your lads and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's I just enjoy it because I love the game yeah, I think we've we've had obviously Warren been on the on the show a couple of times, it, it, as well as Barry right. Barry right. Venison, and I must admit, it's yeah. t- right. when you get them on, it's incredible, and you you know that uh, sure. Warren's sitting there with a with a nice cup of coffee in his and his lovely <laughs> chalet, 
enjoying life, enjoying life as as he does, and sticking it to me at the same time. But um, it's I think um, that that's to me is the the hardest thing. Like to me, for you going to New York, having to mm -hmm. uh, you know, it it's, it must be it is very difficult not being able to say what you want to say. I think that's the caveat. Yeah. It's always going to be that way. I think the only way to do it is obviously well, you, like if you look at White, he goes on, does his bit, then he goes on radio and kind of says what he wants to say sometimes. Yeah. So it's it's always going to be a bit of a, a thing, but at least the relationships you've got with you know the, the club and uh, the, the, obviously the one thing I want to discuss today because obviously with Newcastle um, on could could be uh, have a new owner. Uh, we, we don't know with Amanda Stavely. Uh, with uh, with your side of the things, uh, have you have, did you ever hear of Amanda Stavely and uh, uh, you know in, in the contacts because it, it's kind of interesting with the way that Man United with the way that they got taken over and the immediate pushback on on what that was like as Man United fans and uh, yeah. to me it's, it's it seems quite similar but. Uh, when I look at it, when, when you look at my United fans and now when when my United play, um, I, I always sense a lack of real... It's funny, they, there seems to be more passion on their computers than what they do in the ground. And I, I always sense with Jose, he's frustrated with the fact that the, the fans aren't really kicking in to, uh, you know, to push the, push the team and with real uh, hunger. Because you've, you're used to winning everything, aren't you, really? Oh. I think I've lost Philip for a second there. I think on his mobile phone, uh, he's just gone off. So we'll hope to get him back. Uh, obviously, an interesting discussion when it comes to um, uh, Man United and the way that, the way that he, um, um, he started his, his role. Here we go, I've got him back now, so I'll bring him in. I lost. I lost. I, uh, you. I think I, I think um, I lost you there. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard I heard you up until the part where you were saying about obviously the pushback from the United fans with relation to their takeover and yeah. Um, so uh, I didn't hear the last part of the question. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. When when it comes to the uh, when it comes to the takeover that might or might not happen with Newcastle, um, I think the pushback when. Uh, the Glazers took over. Uh, obviously, they had lots, lots and lots of money, and now the fact that the the debt has gone down. Um, do you find that the 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 fact that you are still winning trophies in a couple of seasons that um, that the fans seem to have lost? Well, did they have actually have it? Is my is my answer? But the the real yeah. hunger to want to uh, take go do well in the league take the bull by the horns and uh, it just seems to be um, the fact that they've got the money, Maynard have all had, had the money, but they're not doing like what uh, PSG have done to get Neymar and, and you seem to have uh, the, the behind the scenes with, with Edward Woodward, it seems to me, it comes across to me is that it's, it's, a great it's a great operation when it comes to marketing it seems to be the best mm -hmm. in the world. They're making so much money on the back of it. But to me, it comes across like kindergarten cops in the back of it. Well, you have to realise that 
the one thing I'll take issue with your statement is that they had the money. They never had the money. They borrowed the money. The Blazers yeah. never had the money to buy Manchester United. They borrowed money at credit card levels, debt, uh, interest rates, and essentially put that on United's folks and said, now you pay for it, not us. You're going to pay for the privilege of being owned by the Glazers. That model didn't allow for United to remain competitive with their rivals. They got away with that probably because they had the best manager in the, in the world in, in Ferguson, but now that that's gone, mm -hmm. they, everything's changed. And I sincerely hope this doesn't happen in Newcastle because when you get a leveraged buyout, Arsenal are in a similar situation, different buyout procedure, but... Arsenal and Manchester United are businesses that happen to play football. And the, the, the football club's purpose is to provide a profit for the owners. PSG, Man City, that's not the, the purpose of their owners. They don't care about making a profit. Uh, United, uh, Arsenal do. Then you may think that's not a problem. Here's where that becomes a problem. <clears throat> if you turn around to United and say, Mourinho says the, the Woodward, this team's good enough to get to the quarterfinals in the Champions League with another 120 million I could win the, the Champions League. The Glazers are going to look at that and say, well, <clears throat> to win the Champions League versus getting to the quarterfinals, the difference in revenue is about 12 million euro. Why would I give you 100 million euro to get 12 back? Because they calculate success with profit, not with trophies. And the same, same thing happens at Arsenal. This is why they celebrate finishing fourth every year. Who cares about finishing fourth unless it's a springboard for you to invest? Because that's a financial goal. So Newcastle, massive football club, and I hope that they're invested in properly as a football club, not as a business with the means to provide a profit for somebody. Because uh, you you will get exactly what you have right now on on the Mike Ashley. Yeah, I, I think um, I think the, the, probably the, the one aspect of of Newcastle when it comes to any prospective takeover, is the fact that we, Newcastle has never been, like, you'll probably agree with this, Philip, but when it, comes to, when it comes to Newcastle, it comes to Man United, Man United have always been a monster, just because they're, because they're Manchester United. Newcastle has always been that club in the North East. Yes, it's a big club, but with the, the money that could come in, it's a massive could, from my from my perspective, we don't know, do we? But the thing is, that money and the difference between that money coming in and the fan reaction and the fan base, like we when we celebrate the goal, it is. I got I I, I for years I've been watching my United play, and I've, I've always been a fan of the way that they play. Um, you know, that's just one of them things. We're being one of their, we're not even one of their big rivals, really. So. Um, when I watch that, that's probably the one thing that would worry me is that the money comes in, but I think that maybe the difference is the money when it comes in, it'll be to big up the club. I, I uh, probably that's the one thing that's always going to stick in the crow of my my United fans is that the way that they deal with debt. That's you know the, the you know the, for what they bring in, my United to me should be able to go out and say right okay. I'll buy three of Neymar's. Obviously, with financial fair play, it's always different. But I think with Newcastle, with this money that could come in, we will finally, in about five to ten years, take on the Man United. Like I'm sure when you saw that, when you when you saw the Man United squad 
team that was playing. Like I must admit, I was, I was absolutely dreading it. But for you, you must have been pretty excited of what's now with Pogba back, what that club yeah. could do. But you still got to watch and and hope that Man City. This is how this is how this is how crazy this league is. That you what you're, you're chasing a team. Your hated rivals because they are hated, hate each other like a passion. But that it must be hard to take the fact that he's. I still think he's he's getting there. He's 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 not a, When it comes to transfers, he's not there. But I think one or two big hitters like a a, a bail perhaps um, for Man United could you know take it to a level where they can take on Man City because that's the issue with Man United. You haven't been at the level of Man City for at least four years. Would you agree? Um, yeah, it's been pretty more or less since Ferguson left. <clears throat> but it's not a massive surprise when you look at how... It's a long, long answer, but when you look at how you made a transition from Ferguson and the ineptitude from the top down, it's not a massive surprise. Look... In my opinion, unless somebody matches City's spending, which nobody is, not even Chelsea is, then City will dominate as long as Pep Guardiola is there. Mm. Um, and I think this is going to become an issue for Mourinho because Mourinho, first of all, his ego will not let him lose that way to Guardiola. <clears throat> and secondly, it's going to cause major rifts between him and United over recruitment, which it already is. And that's part of the reason why he's not got a new contract. So... For, with Newcastle, <clears throat> look, whatever you say about Man City owners, you have to say that there's a massive difference between investing in the team and investing in the club. And I think those that invest in the club are owners that you want. They're trying to improve. This is not a vanity project. This is something that means much more to them. So I think for the City owners, City is, well, if City owners left Manchester City today, what they'd leave behind is not what Chinawatsa left behind it would be a completely different football club. So um, that's what you have to hope you get at Newcastle is someone that's invested in not just buying better players, but being invested in the community, being invested in recognizing Newcastle's roots, where they come from, and who the football club ultimately belongs to. If you don't have someone that respects the roots of the football club, like you get at Hull, where they're talking about changing the name and changing mm. the a Cardiff with the cheese, the colour of the shirts, this nonsense. And so it's really important somebody comes into that club. I'm amazed that they weren't bought before then, to be honest, because Newcastle, when, when Chelsea were bought, Newcastle were a bigger club than Chelsea. Newcastle were a bigger club than Man City. Um, I don't I don't know, and, and they're up there by themselves, more or less, with Sunderland. So mm-hmm. I don't understand why they weren't bought already. But um, this is a great opportunity for the club because... Mike Ashley's holding the football club back, and it's almost, you've got a perfect, you've got an exceptional manager in Rafa Benitez. If he's given money and supported properly, then there's no reason why Newcastle can't be up there doing what Tottenham are doing four or five years from now. Yeah, that, that that's the thing. It's it's, it's you know it's it's always been a, a bugbear of everybody really up here, and the fact that we we always seem to get a lot of bad press. If you, it's it's always it's always funny to me that. When there's a big game on, like you know Tottenham playing Arsenal, they go really, really big. It's probably the same with Manchester, the Manchester clubs. They all go crazy. But if you had a Newcastle Sunderland game on, <laughs> you know, 
it's, yeah. a, it's an absolute afterthought. Yeah. But when it, but when if with if the money comes in, you watch. The the, the problem, you know, with even when I when I watch listen to Mourinho and uh, he, he's backhand backhanded compliment to Rafa and and obviously Newcastle. It, I think because we are we have been classed as the joke. Yeah, you know we we were obviously a few years ago we were linked with being bought by Disney, um, and everybody thought that was going to happen, but now the the, the club have come out and said there's five there's five uh, um, bidders, uh, non disclosure agreements. Um, have you when it comes to non disclosure, it means anything can happen, essentially. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to Man United, are you surprised that? Um, I suppose the Middle East or a bigger company than the Glazers having come in uh, it would cost a lot of money you're probably looking at 2 billion aren't you I presume from, from, to buy Man United now <coughs> well <coughs> for, to buy something you have to have a well and seller here's the thing <coughs> the Glazers just like most Premier League chairmen don't want to sell clubs right now because <coughs> excuse me especially one of the top clubs because the next bonanza that's going to come is going to be streaming rights. And mm-hmm. for the big, big clubs, I'm going to I'm tell you what's going to happen is that they're going to end primarily collective bargaining rights. And the big, big clubs are going to come to the smaller clubs and say, look, every one of our games is going to be pay-per-view. It's going to be £2.89 or something like that. And mm-hmm. if we get, for most of if United game, we get 300 million people watching the game at £2.99. We will pay you more than what you would get off the Premier League if you allow this agreement. But the key here is the big clubs want to create distance from the smaller clubs because what's the point of bringing in all this money whenever your West Ham's, your other clubs can go out and spend a lot of money in the transfer market and essentially negate your advantage? So the money doesn't really mean much if everybody's getting it. It only means something if there's distance between you and your competitor. And I think that whenever the streaming rights came in, Real Madrid, Barcelona, United, all these top clubs, they're going to cash in and make an absolute fortune. So they, it, this is about positioning, especially with English Premier League clubs. English Premier League clubs are the most popular league around the world. That's where the money is. And so uh, probably another two, three years away from happening. But even the Premier League's uh, international rights out here, um, that is already going to streaming. And... It, mm-hmm. they, they shortened the contract so that tells you where it's heading and as someone who works in the media I've talked to people that have already approached these clubs about streaming Amazon have approached these big clubs Facebook they want to, Facebook want to want to cover Premier League games and so uh, it's everything's going to change in the next few years with streaming rights <clears throat> yeah I think when it comes to streaming because it's you know Having to, you know, you take, you've got to, to, like, the one thing I loved about when I, obviously I lived in America for like 10 years, but, well, 20 really, because I worked on, I worked on cruise ships. But um, when it came to watching um, any, any team uh, three years ago, you could watch it. It'd be live, HD, fantastic. Yeah. But, uh, and you could pick nine games, whatever you want to pick. It was on NBC. And, and I must admit, when you watch NBC, this is not because obviously I spoke to the Kyle and Robbie, and uh, it's, and yeah. I'm trying to get uh, Rebecca on sometime soon. But um, mm-hmm. when it comes to 
the coverage and the and the the talk about the clubs it is very very fresh it's far more fresh than uh sky sports for instance when they talk about it um you do, you do find this it's i do like i must be, i have to, i switch over because I, I like what i like listening to their commentary because it it is good but but now there's been a change right the, it, now you've got to pay for the uh nbc gold is that right yeah. Yeah, so this is this is the see this is already prime in the market for pay per view. So you have NBC Gold where you have to pay a certain amount. You pay fifty dollars a year to get access to a certain yeah. amount of games a year. So a lot of people are not happy about that because one of the reasons why the Premier League went to NBC was because it was terrestrial television. It was not mm-hmm. a pay per view ch- model. So they took less money off NBC to grow the sport. It's primarily really smart this way. But now with this new contract, that's not the case. And so, I, see, this is the thing, is that people, they're already conditioning people to pay for sports online. And mm-hmm. so this is what the, the, the transition to then saying, tell you what, I'm not going to sell you all the games you don't want to watch. So there's no more packages. It's just an a la carte menu. You just pick this game, this game, this game, this game. Um, that will end up working out cheaper for people than paying packages, and it'll end up working out more lucrative for the clubs that are actually watched. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what's going to happen in the future. Uh, obviously, when, when, it, when it comes to... Uh, it, it seems to be an interesting situation with Mourinho... Um, he, he had a, he did an interview with regards to talking about his his son when his son was in Paris. So he, I think his son is based in Paris. I'm not sure, but um, he, he made one he made a, uh, an interview in in Paris about how nice it is, how uh, relaxed it is compared to to England. Um, with Mourinho, it's it's a tactic, isn't it? It's um, I would be, he, he always comes across. He comes and he goes. And that's probably the issue. It's going to be man you, isn't it? But uh, it looks like he's already positioned himself. Tell you they want a wage rise, but that's a caveat, isn't it? Because if he wants a wage rise, he'll want to buy the likes of Bale, whoever. It's not about a personal wage rise for Mourinho. Mourinho, it's more about Mourinho wanting Woodward to give him the money that he wants mm. in the market. Yes, of course, he'll take more money if you give it to him. But this is really about Mourinho shaking Ed Woodward down to get more money and who can buy. You know, if you look at a summer, summer did not go well. He asked for four players. He he didn't want Lukaku. He wanted Morata, which he didn't get. He wanted Maric early, which he didn't get until late. Uh, Lindelof is still someone who's not ready. He wanted Perisic, which he didn't get. So his summer wasn't great. <coughs> and... He didn't get the players that he wanted and then was told after three players you need to sell. Well, he's not confident even if he did sell a player. First of all, it's not his job to sell a player. It's Woodward's job. But secondly, even if he did agree to sell a player, I don't think he's particularly confident that he would get a replacement then. So um, I think this is an issue about the fact that the Glazers don't own Manchester United with the intention of spending big every year. This is why they went after David Moyes. Uh, they want success on the cheap. They're business people. They don't particularly care about what fans think. And so 
I think they're second guessing whether Mourinho is the right person for them, and because of that, so yeah, not a great situation. Well, that's, not, that's, not, that's not a good situation, is it? If it's a, it's a Man United nope. fan to hear, well, obviously I'm not. But when it comes to yeah. the, the, the thing is, you've if you've got to get the one guy that you've given a lot of money to, and he's next door playing for you, a team that might go beaten for the whole season, playing for fun, setting the agenda, the, the players they're bringing in, he's, he's getting exactly who he wants. This shouldn't as a on the Man United end. For the guys that set the tempo, set the agenda, have always been the ones to to you know to get everything they want, what they want. It's ludicrous not to let you know. It's they're making so much money in the marketing side of it. it to me, it's free money. You basically said you can say to Mourinho. Obviously, with it's different with it's different with different clubs because Paris is the guy they wouldn't let him go anyway, would they? I think. Uh, you know the price. The price kept on going up, and it's funny now, isn't it? When you look at Pogba, the money they got for Pogba is comes across as cheap. The money, the money that they've got that they paid for Neymar. But when you when you saw that when you saw that team against for, to play against Newcastle, you must have been pretty excited. But uh, I think a little bit. Well, yeah, I think you're probably happy, but um, I you can still see an issue. When you bring in Ibrahimovic from the bench, well, it's an improving United squad. This is the thing: is that Mourinho and Guardiola never started at the same place. Guardiola had a much better squad than Mourinho did, and so hence the reason why he's ahead. He also, you know, when it comes to City selling players, City will sell a player and take a hit. Um, they don't care about that. United are a bit more sensitive to that. Um, but you know, I'm not not providing on a, a list of excuses for Mourinho because I do think there's certain things he should have done better on. He takes responsibility for Mkhitaryan, who's been dreadful. Nowhere near good enough. And nor is Lindelof. So, I don't know, look, it's, it's, uh, there, there were some positives, obviously, in the team at the weekend. And, yes, it's brilliant to see Paul go back because it adds such an important dimension to United that they don't have. Um, and Rojo coming back as well, which is big. Ibrahimovic coming back. So, for that, yes, important time for United because they need to get those players, but it's still a squad lacking a proper left-back because Luke Shaw's no future at the club and they don't have a left-back, so that's something that must get addressed. I don't, to me, it comes across with um, Shaw that obviously he's been linked with Newcastle. I think Newcastle have got a um, an A-list and a B-list. Uh, that obviously depends if, if we get taken over, but... Um, with with regards to show, um, it's it seems I wouldn't say it comes across as a bit like bullying, but uh, it, you got to think well, if if they're not sure of Mourinho, and the the window's coming up, you've you've got to think if if he thinks he's being held back at my night now, do you, do you think he'll get his contract or he? It doesn't. It doesn't come across to me that he's desperate to get it. <laughs> to me, he may be making. Who, uh, Mourinho? Yeah, it doesn't come across to me that he's, he's, he wants it really. Look, this is this is what Mourinho does. This is not new. Mourinho can only really go one place, and that's PSG. Yeah. Where else is he going to go? Because he's not going to go back to Spain. Who wants him? Uh, was he Italy? Where are you going to go on Italy? You know, Germany. He's not going to Bayern Munich. So um, I don't think I think 
PSG are just being used so that he gets what he wants out of United. And that's being smart. That's exactly what he should do. As for Luke Shaw, <laughs> the problem you have with Luke Shaw is every manager that's had him has had a problem with him. Every single one. Um, Pochettino was quite scathing about him in his book and uh, his professionalism. Uh, Roy Hodgson had a problem with him at the World Cup. Van Hal had a problem with his fitness. Uh, I was with Franz Hoek two, three weeks ago, who was Van Hal's assistant at United, and I specifically asked him about Luke Shaw, and I'm not going to repeat what was said, yeah. but the bottom line is this kid doesn't have what it takes to be a high-end professional, and there may be mitigating reasons for it, but when you're at the very, very top of the game, you have to be a consummate professional. You look at Harry Kane. Harry Kane has his own chef. Not like mm-hmm. the young English lads of the past that was going out on the pitch with the lads getting drunk. These young kids don't do it anymore. And so you have to be a professional 24-7 off the pitch. Otherwise, you put weight on. And Luke Shaw has had problems with weight, problems with fitness. And in the Premier League, you know, I was asking Fran Hoke about Falcao and why Falcao didn't work. He goes, the problem in the Premier League is you have to be flawlessly fit because it's so competitive. Luke Shaw is now flawlessly fit. And so that's a problem. So he's been given chance after chance after chance, and it hasn't worked. I think in terms of talent, there's a, there's a good player there. Um, but mentally, I, I'm not sure about him. Who, who do you think so? you've got a chance of a, a big player... Because obviously you've been linked with Bale for a long, long time now. Is there anything you, you know, you you would like like him to go and get be, and make a statement? Because if if Man City every season are going to basically flash it in front of my United's face, it's it's. You, I think that's where business and football doesn't get along. Because if you if they're going to bring in if if he's if he's not if he's not getting the players that he wants, so you're getting. And he didn't even want Lukaku. That to me is interesting because when you look at Murata, Murata looks like a good player, isn't he? Um, yeah. And it's it, it, it's funny to me though. Every club that Lukaku goes to, he seems to have a problem with the fans, doesn't he? Even at Everton, he was scoring <laughs> goals and he was the man. He seems to there seems to be. <laughs> a, a, you know, he's he, if I you know if Newcastle, he he'll be a god. Let's be honest, but. When you look at him, he just seems to. Um, I think the the good thing for him, he's got Pogba there, and he's got Ibrahimovic there, but um, it 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 always it, it it just seems that he likes to rile rile up the the home support, which I always think it it never bodes well, really. Well, I think there's a couple of things. I think first of all, we live in an era when the last 90 minutes defends everything. So you can be a, a striker that scores 40 goals, then misses a penalty in your next game and you're crap. And this <laughs> yeah. is the problem. So <laughs> this is this is what social media has delivered to us, is that people's immediate thoughts and rantings and ravings of watching the game is giving you access to a lot of noise. Um, Lukaku's a, a class striker. He's not the funniest article. But you live in a world where every single move is scrutinized and so every every failure is scrutinized. Look, when I was growing up as a kid, <clears throat> I had to rely on the weekends on listening to the yeah. games on BBC Radio 5. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and you formed your own visions. And I had no access to Twitter, and we didn't have access to anything like this. And these 
these guys weren't receiving this type of scrutiny. Not nigh, because there's 14 different camera angles for every shot. Mm -hmm. Everyone plays football manager, and everyone knows what, everyone can be doing a better job. So you get a lot of nonsense. So Lukaku is a very, very good striker. And as a striker, he's judged purely on the goals that he scores, and that's it. And it doesn't matter what he contributes, strikers, and he will tell you this himself in private. It's always about the goals you score as a striker, and nothing else matters. And so, for him, if you go on a goals route, <clears throat> he's going to have some of the United fans who are on the fringe elements who uh, will give him abuse. But most people that go to the games week in, week out, never give him abuse like that. And um, they recognize that strikers score in patches. That's always the way they are, with the exception of maybe Ronaldo and Messi. You know, that, that they're maybe the only two that don't do it. Everybody else scores in patches. And you get dry patches, and then you start scoring again. This is the way it's always been. And every striker, when they go through a dry spell, is questioned. So to me, it's, it's nonsense. But, um, Andrew, I'm going to have to split here, my friend, because I have to run in and do my own show. <laughs> so I am about to record on NBC in about 20 minutes. So I just got this studio. So thank, it's a pleasure, and thank you for having me on. It's been great. Sir. Thanks so much for coming. I appreciate it. And pass my best on to the team Andrew, at NBC. Well, Thanks, mate. Thanks, Andrew. All the best, Paul. Take care, mate. Thanks for, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Cheers, mate. Well, great to have Philip uh, De Bruyne on from Malaysians. As you can see, he's a busy man with NBC Sports and um, very interesting to, to talk about um, when it comes to talk about my United, the ways of their on. And it, it is quite interesting, isn't it? When you, when you think about it, they... You know, you think the biggest club in the world, and they, they are quite clearly the biggest club in the world. But when it when it comes to those, the fact that they've got so much money, um, and they don't, and they're still not really able to, um, you know, to go after Man City uh, the way that they essentially they should. It's it's it it puts into perspective what it is for Newcastle when it, when it comes to the fact that we don't. You know, we we've never, you know, we've we've man, we've managed the last ten years to get through um, to get through matches and obviously being relegated twice. And the fact that we've we've never really had a settled team every week that really could take on uh, take on teams we want us to take on because we just haven't had the players. And now it's a question of you know. Wait, it's a waiting game to find out whether Amanda will take us over or any particular one. Because it, the interesting thing for me is that, well, the, imagine Plan Z is if Amanda, Amanda doesn't take us over, and just say somebody else comes from from nowhere, uh, just say China, uh, essentially uh, to, um, uh, to to take to, to take over the club, and. The, we, we, you know, in China, we we wouldn't know where the money is from, and uh, when it comes to human rights, it's it's such a big issue. And listening to, for years, you hear about My United and where their money's come, and basically they're being run on a credit card, um, is is amazing to me, uh, essentially because, <laughs> and I've obviously we've always known about My United the way that they've been uh, run, the fans protest. Uh, to try and get them out, and uh, it didn't seem to have had an effect. 
but then when you look at the NBC structure now of watching football, the way that they, they you know, you've now got to pay a, a higher fee to watch football uh, in in America. I am quite surprised. I don't know what the, you guys think, uh, but when it comes to um, paying extra money uh, to to watch your team, wherever they are in the world, it's it, it throws up a lot of a lot of options, especially when the, the the games last season were on terrestrial TV, and now it's um, you know they're now having to they're, they're charging people to watch the games. It's very very interesting. But uh, I'm going to bring in obviously my next caller of this evening, and he'll be here in a moment. That's uh, Lee Johnson, um, and then I've got John, who's always on every week. I I can I can see you on there there, John. So just bear with me for a moment, and um, uh, we will we'll try and get you on. But uh, a bit of a, a lot of people tonight are busy. So, but you know, when it comes to the match on on Saturday, what did you think about the the team? I must admit, when you when you see the fact that Joselu is still playing in his position, um, I'm quite disappointed that the fact that he is being played every week. Um, you saw Mitrovic come on; he played for a few minutes, but the game was obviously over. Um, the match now against a high flying and a dangerous Watford. That one is uh, going to be very, very interesting. But um, it'll, it'll obviously be uh, a very, very uh, open game. And uh, let's hope that you know we can at least um, get a home victory because the, the defeats are mounting up. Uh, the fact that we put the positives I take from the game is that. We saw a vibrant Newcastle team and we did look dangerous uh, going forward. Gale scored his first goal of the season and um, I thought it was a lovely finish and uh, the fact that we're, we, we we scared Man United and not many teams this season have gone there and scared them. But um, and, and the throw, throw away the fact that we, were, we went 2-1 down, we had a magnificent chance just before half-time and it was missed. I must admit, it was uh, very, very disappointing to see that. But uh, I'm going to bring in my, my next guest this evening. It's Lee Johnson. Good evening, Lee. How are you? Hello, mate. Good, you? I'm not too bad. Uh, I think uh, after what happened at the weekend and the, the way that we played better, uh, it, obviously we got beat 4-1, but what was your take on it? Because I thought it was... it was a, I thought for once, and I mean for once, we actually looked really dangerous. So... Um for 35 minutes I thought we were outstanding uh, with two up front um, and then unfortunately for ourselves we just we did concede two bad goals mm-hmm. and probably the worst probably the poorest we've been defensively all season I know people will touch on Man United's class but two headers in the six yard box yeah, yeah. Maybe, point, maybe point the finger at the goalkeeper um, but you know like the, the, the reasonably free headers uh, Hayden didn't uh, Hayden not it didn't make Pogba do enough, but the first 35 minutes were outstanding. We caused them problems, um, but we know Andrew. I think it's I think it's fair to say we we can't go into games against Man United missing three of our better players in Atsu, Lascelles, and Marino. Um, so I think all in all we did well. I think if you look at everyone else's results at Old Trafford this season, people's lost fours, threes, fives, and no one's actually scored against them apart from us. So. I'm not. I'm not too downhearted. I think the, the disappointment was the last couple of weeks when we lost the two games, one 0 against Burnley and Burnley and um, Bournemouth, because they're the games that you need to target three points. So it makes Saturday massive against uh, Watford, you know. 
Yeah, I think the, the one thing I took from it, especially with Gale scoring the goal, it was just yeah. nice, wasn't it, to see him even when he got even when he got hit. It was just nice that yes, he he he, he got worried a little bit that he was injured, but just well, to see him uh, score. Well, he looked, and he looked excellent. He looked excellent. He looked free in terms of his movement, which has been. We've missed that, you know. He's been looking when he's been running. He looks like he's been struggling. So it was really good to see him, sort of like seemingly free, free from worrying about his hamstring. He was all over the park. He was causing Man United problems all over the, for the first thirty-five uh, five minutes. But we just kind of lost possession of the football. We couldn't get we couldn't get a stranglehold in midfield. And, well, their, their quality took over. I mean, as people have pointed out, Paul Pogba. Uh, cost alone cost more than our whole team on that on the day. So you know that, that tells you the levels of class. And, and again. It's kind of it highlights the fact that we're desperate to be taken over ourselves, you know, so maybe push forwards. Obviously, not not to be as well. Of course, we'd all like to be as competitive as that and sign world record players and footballs, but um, just just to just to really get better better footballers moving forward. You know, I think Walker clearly was let down in the summer in terms of what he were provided with, and you know, he, he did move on to his third and fourth choice strikers. Um, but I thought Osolu and um, Gale really linked up well on Saturday. If it was any other team, a bit like Bournemouth, you know, we, we could have been two or three nil up against Man United, and it wouldn't have been, and it would have been a fair reflection of kind of the first half for me. But it wasn't to be. Before the game kicked off, I didn't think we were going to win the game. I'm just being realistic. But all in all, I think we did all right. Actually, when you when you look at it, uh, obviously Dow, uh, uh, Murphy had uh, coming for a lot of stick. And I think I'm not sure it was you that put down or somebody put down that, you know, he's getting pelters because he's essentially only played 98 minutes of Premiership football. And I must admit, it's some when it comes to players, they the sink or swim. We don't know what's going to make of them. But I, I thought he was outstanding um, in his Young first Murphy. start. I was chuffed for him. I thought he did really well. I thought he was one of our better players. At the end of the day, you've got to remember he hasn't played in the Premier League. It's a whole new, it's a whole new board game. Um, board game. It's very daunting. You know, you're playing against better players. The championship is obviously, it is a lesser league. Everyone knows that. Um, and his probably best game has been at Old Trafford. I did say that yesterday. A lot of people retweeted it and things like that. And I think Rafa's got something to work with there. He's he's young. He's raw. He he'll learn. You know, there's there's a, there's a player in him. There's no doubt about it. I just think. Our fans, not our fans, every every set of fans sometimes quick to quick to jump on people, you know. Um, it kind of does my head in a little bit, but no, you know, he did, he did well. He, he had a good game on Saturday. He caused Man United a few problems. I think, obviously, there's a couple of times where he could have passed instead of shooting. But again, it's easy to say, but no, he did all right. He did all right. I, was, uh, I think, like I said, it's been like that too. That's what didn't set the world alight last season. Uh, but this season's been excellent, so give a lot of chance, you know. I think that's it. I think with going to Mine without, you know, I when you look at it now, when you look at, I think Giselle Lascelles, one of our best defenders and motivator, and you can clearly see that you would think that first goal, even the second goal they got, they mightn't have got that because he would have he would have had them. Out and about, and and I did feel uh, obviously when Lukaku scored the fourth goal that um, you know when Lejeune just basically let him in. Yeah. Um, I think you could see then how, how much you probably missed um, Lascelles, and I think he's going to be out for a while. Over, I, I think nobody has mm-hmm. said how long, but 
the fact that he had a boot on quite quickly after the defeat. You're probably looking at a couple of weeks. But it isn't it amazing though when you look when you take a Marino or that team, the fact that we did play so well and these guys are going to come back. Uh, it, all, it all looks positive, but the, the problem you're going to have is, you know, I I think obviously it's been an ongoing issue, isn't it, with uh, Mitrovic? But uh, I think against Watford, I've, we've definitely got a good chance because for all their playing, um, they they always seem to have a problem away from home more than at home. Uh, even though they 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 got they won yesterday, um, that that their new manager. Has really got them playing, but uh, you, 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 you've got reminds to hope that we go for it a bit actually, more. Actually, their manager actually reminds us a little bit of the Pochettino who came into Southampton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why that's why he's been highly. That's why he's been headhunted by Everton. I think he's a very, 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 very astute manager. Uh, he's a very good manager. Um, it's going to be a, it's a really, really tough game on Saturday. But we're at home at the end of the day. Hopefully, hopefully all this interest from Everton and, and all will unsettle them. This week, hopefully there'll be more. There'll be more Everton um, pushing towards trying to get him in, so it'll unsettle the team, unsettle him, and hopefully that'll kind of work in our favour on Saturday. Because you know, we, you're right. You're right about ourselves, but then if you think back about ourselves, a couple of weeks ago, well, before the season kicked off, one of them you can't have bonded, written them off. Ah, <laughs> um, you know, I'm now, now begging them on Twitter to be back. Oh, please come back. Where half of them were like ripping them to bits, um, and. The disappointing thing on when you're touching on some of the goals we've conceded recently, when he actually left the field against Bournemouth, uh, the the next three goals we conceded, the first uh, the goal against Bournemouth, the first two goals at Old Trafford, both three headed goals. Rafa himself would have been tearing his hair out. Three headed mm-hmm. goals, three headed goals were all in the six yard box. You know, again, I don't want to point the finger at Rob Elliott, but if you, your goalkeeper your goalkeeper's got to come and deal with those in the six yard box. For me, you've got to go and clean everything out. But it was very like, close, wasn't it? When you look at when you look at the cross, the way it came in. Absolutely, the likes the likes the likes of would began to win things like that. Andrew, there's no doubt about it. And he, he's been a big miss, and I don't think it's just his his ability in the air. I just think it's his leadership skills as well. We've missed that at the back. We've definitely missed that at the back, and you could see that on Saturday because that was the, the robiest we've been defensively all season. Because when we got the goal, when we got the lead, I thought, right, we've got something to hang on to here. Man United is not going to like this. But we just we give them two for me easy goals, and we've ne- we haven't let we, when teams have scored against us this season. They've had to, it's been hard for them to score against us, and I just thought we made it too easy for one of the best teams in the league. Regardless of what, what BT was saying when they were touching up Man United and things like that, no, we 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 made it too easy for them. This rougher team doesn't make makes it hard for teams to score goals. So I was disappointed in the manner of goals. Yeah, I, th- I must when, they, when they, you know, like when I, I think when we saw the the team, and I, I looked at everybody that they, what they brought in, it's, it was like, oh my goodness, um, you know, you, they, re- they, they more or less, they more or less saying, listen, we've got, we've got more goals than you, and that's how it really panned out, wasn't it really? And I think um, you got to, I, with the players coming back, the interesting thing is, do, you, do you think that with Kieran Clark? Um, normally like you know, he normally likes on the left, isn't he? And, mm-hmm. and plus you got the thing is you got Dummett probably coming back as well. It, it's you know when it comes to defence, I, I saw obviously Mark Douglas say, well, if, if he thinks that Rafa will go, will go back to um, more of a uh, regimented uh, 
you know, way of playing. But this is the Premier League. You can't just look to play. Like I personally think the way that he played, and if you if you beef up the Newcastle team, the way that we played against Man United, and the way that we got the pace, and the one thing we obviously we both noticed was when the the amount of players when we did attack were there very quickly. Yeah, well, we're getting forward. What we did against Bournemouth, we should have been out of sight in the first half against Bournemouth. Um, you know, we didn't take our chances, which you know, like was losing the game. But I, I, it'll be interesting at the end of the day, Andrew. The, the, the formation that's, which is which has got us the most points this season has been um, just going out of the kitchen because you hear the washing machine. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Thought was going to take off. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the formation that's got us the most points this season has been the four-five-one. Which, well, the four, 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 one, one, um, and ultimately, it's tried and tested. It works. It makes us. It makes us la- la- uh, less susceptible to, to teams breaking on us, which Man United did for their third goal. So, ultimately, as far as that concerned, we are defensively strong. So we're currently playing to that strength. And, and again, not to be repetitive because I don't want to continue to see it, but. Ultimately, Benitez wanted better attacking footballers in the summer, and he was let down by the owner. So we currently will continue to pay to our strengths. It's all about getting 40 points this season, or as close as we can to 40 points and staying in the Premier League. Hoping that, as you kind of pointed out before, we've got a apparent plan A and plan B transfer list in January. You hope that plan A can be you know, put into practice and, you know, we will steal. There's no doubt about it. I just think that we might need to go back to our tried and tested, um, make it difficult for teams and let them come at us, give them the ball and do what we do well. But I think that only works if you've got your better players in the team. And Marino, as you touched on, he's a, he stands out. He's class. He's quality. There's no doubt about it. And breaking down their midfield and getting the ball back for us. He's been a big miss. Hopefully he'll be back on uh, Saturday against Watford. Yeah, I think... Um, do, you, do you think... Would you, would you bring in... Do you think it's time to bring in Mitrovic to, to start to to see what to see what he can do and you know he's well there's a massive clamour it. for him isn't there there's a massive yeah. clamour for him you know what I think I, I still think he's if you can get the Serbian Mitrovic um, I I don't know what it is when you castle with him maybe he's not been given enough games like under Rafa he's never really played two in a row has he. Um, it's always been one game in, one game out, so he's never really had any kind of consistent run. Um, Rafa clearly doesn't trust him. Um, I don't know if he just... Rafa seems to be quite um, robotic in terms of... He obviously works on a team all week and he sets you out. And if you don't go out there and follow the instructions that he has told you what he wants to do, that's where it might fall down for Mitrovic. Um, I don't know. It's difficult. I think he deserves a chance. Whether he'll get one's another matter, Andrew. But there's a massive clamour for him. I'd, I'd like Mitrovic just to kind of channel his inner aggression to making it hard for the defender instead of. He seems to just try to play up with the crowd a little bit, and he doesn't yeah. need to do that. He doesn't need to do that. He's got, for some strange reason, he's got he's got hero status with the crowd. Um, he doesn't really deserve it. It, it reminds us a little bit about. It reminds us a little bit of all the Martins. He doesn't really deserve that status. He has to earn it. And um, I just think if he challenges his inner aggression into being competitive with the defender instead of you know trying to take the defender out and make sure he concentrates on the ball, then he could be he could be a big plus for us. But if he doesn't start on Saturday, 
Well, I, I can't see him getting much game time, if I'm perfectly honest, Andrew. I think if we get taken over, or if Rafa's afforded any money, I think he'd be one of the first people gone, to be fair. Yeah, I think the, the, the thing, interesting thing, thing for me is, it should be... If you, it shouldn't even be. It should be a, a prerequisite for any striker to think. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm the, I'm the man here. Mm-hmm. I, even if Rafa thinks he's not, if he, if he has the mindset, I'm the man. Get me the ball. We're going to do this. I'll lay it off. We'll go. F- you know, we'll go along. I'll play it to, to Dwight Gale. Whoever's up there, whoever's fast, I'll get in the box. I'll score. This yeah. is. To me, it's 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 striker one on one. We both play, you know. I play five aside. I play eleven aside. I play whatever. The thought of getting a goal used to think if I didn't get a goal during a match, I'd be absolutely livid. With I'd be so mad. I would like you know. I I would, I would do anything to get a goal. And this guy is getting paid to do it. Now, if he's going to training, it should be the same philosophy. Get the ball, lay it off, pass it, quick. I'll, I'll score the easy goal. It should be one-on-one. Um, I think when it comes to... Getting back to one of your own, obviously where this subject you like to talk about so much, um, what did you think with the Sunderland uh, decision to that Chris Corman has gone to, to Sunderland? Like, I couldn't believe it. When, it. when he was linked, I definitely didn't believe it. And then when it actually happened, it was a shock of all shocks. But what was your feeling on it? Um, I suppose if you look at his CV, I, I, so the one thing I didn't—I I heard his name, so I was like Chris Coleman. All right, he's done all—he's done a decent job at Wales, but he's had—he's been—he's been afforded some very good footballers at Wales, the likes of Ramsey, Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale's one of the best players in the world, and I think it's—I think these days, in terms of qualifying for European Championships and things like that, if you look at the group stages, Andrew, it's quite easy to try and get out. It's quite easy to get out of these qualifying groups these days. Look at England every year. And they're absolutely dross at the tournament. So he's, he's a name. He's a, he's a well-known name in this country because of what he's done with Wales. But if you dissect it down, have you seen his record as a club manager? I've, I, I did look at it a little bit. Um, it's, it's, terrible. it's not very good, is it? It's terrible. It's worth, not my mate, my mate on Twitter, Peter Quinn, son of fan, put how excited he was by the, by the appointment because he loved his first interview. And I reminded him he said exactly the same thing when they appointed Grayson. And he said to us, oh, I know, but he just sounds like he's speaking. It doesn't sound like bluff or like Grayson. And I said, well, I'd just like to point out to you, Peter, Simon Grayson has a better managerial club record, managerial record than than, um, (laughs) Chris Coleman. Kind of stopped him in his tracks. He didn't say anything back because he he knew I was right. Um, I, I think, to be fair, to figurehead, they need someone, Andrew, I, I don't think it was a quick fix for anyone who took over, to be honest with you. The club's clearly rotten. It's stinking. He needs to get off to a good start. I mean, to stay in the championship, you normally need around 50 points. But they're currently on 11. And I mean, they need, what is it? Is it 39 points just to reach 50 points? That, that is a tough ask. That is a tough ask. You know, that's, that, that's really difficult. I mean, my, my heart bleeds for them at the minute. Like, I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking. I mean, they're going, they're going down. It's heartbreaking seeing an empty stadium, you know, mm. and, and, and all that litter flying around the ground and things like that. It's heartbreaking watching it in near the struggle so dearly. But as I just pointed out to you there, that, that's the kind of, that's the, kind of um, the level of his task is that. 
50 points. Round about 50 points keeps you up in the championship. It's 10 more than the um, 10 more than the Premier League. And to, to get 39 points now, when the when you're just kind of you're you're getting very very close to December, that is really really difficult, Andrew. Really difficult. Thing is, I can I can I can actually see them. Like he obviously he'll wheel and deal in January because it's quite you know we're quite close to January now. Um, yeah. He'll have to get rid of obviously as many players as he can because if he wants to bring in, you can imagine you can see what he's going to do. He's going to go for Woodham, um, which seems to be who's the one at Liverpool, the lad, the lad at yeah, the, the one who he's just got a new contract just this, for nothing. Really. Aye, aye. He'll not get he'll not get the summons. He just beat me. Oh, he'll get the summons. Not a chance. I think that's probably the one thing about him uh, coming. He will get players to come and play for him. You think? He will bring them. Um, I think with Woodburn, it's just a, like I, I can't see Woodburn. Well, how many is he play? I can't. I don't even think he's playing for the uh, the, full, the first team. I think he's, uh, I think if he, I think if the likes of him is available, I, I think he'll go to a better club than uh, Sunderland. Andrew. I mean, Sunderland currently sit bottom of the championship. There's a reason why they're sitting bottom of the championship. They're absolutely horrific. I think it's, uh, it could be. It could, at the end of the day, the thing is with Coleman, right, he's literally starting at the bottom. And he is literally starting at the bottom. He's got nothing to lose. You know, if he keeps something up, he's doing a cracking job. As I've just pointed out, you're the kind of points that the kind of points he's going to have to gather. Um, but there's something deep-rooted about that club, which has been coming for the last five or six years. I don't see it happening. I couldn't see them being bottom of the championship this season, which makes it more incredibly funny. Um, but I, I don't know, Andrew. I, I just think there's no quick fix. I, I just don't think they run very well. Um, this, this has been coming. They avoid their, their fan base ignored what was happening right in front of the eyes because they beat Newcastle six times. Um, so everything that's kind of happened to them now is really, in my eyes, hilarious. Um, and I hope he obviously feels massively. And I hope they get humped off Aston Villa tomorrow night. And, he's, and, the, and they're calling from and they're calling from they're calling for his head by Christmas because never mind Newcastle fans putting pressures on managers. There's only one set of fans in the North East who put pressure on managers, and it's it's Sunderland fans. I think that's a that's a the thing is that's a big because Aston Villa are doing really well now. They're, I think they're quite near the top. I think. Oh, so. Andrew, where's, where's it at tomorrow night? Is it at Sunderland or Villa? I, no, I think it's at it's at Villa. It's at Villa, is it? All oh, right, okay. Yeah, so I think um, I'm surprised. Actually, I thought it might be on TV because that that's quite. Uh, but you look at it for the pre- for the championship. Why it's quite a big why game. Would you, why would you want to put something like that on the TV? It'll be an empty stadium. Man, Villa had to close the top tier. Got the top tier of their stadium. <laughs> Two embarrassing clubs who both think they're relegated Newcastle. So. They'll probably be all kissing each other in the street tomorrow night, though. Weird. <laughs> so, when it comes to the weekend, who would you like to see? Um, obviously, it's three o'clock kickoff for a change, isn't it? So, who who would you like to? Obviously, I, I think Lascelles is out, but um, is there a is there a thing you should think? Well, they should look to make three at the back, and or you know, I think people were talking about Dummett, but I think after a week of training, you you, you can. What was your thoughts on Manguillo? Because um, it looks like, well, it's pretty much for sh- a shoe in that uh, Dummett's back uh, very, very quick, very, very soon. 
Well, I hope Dummett's back soon. I love that. I like Dummett. I've got no problem with Dummett. I think he's defensively sound. Um, under Rafa, he's been absolutely superb. He was the season we went down. He was in the championship all last season for some reason or other. He seems to be the butt of jokes when you're Castle fans. I, I don't mm. really understand that, but you always get one person who gets picked out. For example, what I just said to you about ourselves like 10 minutes ago. Um, Dummett's solid. He's a solid performer. Yes, he's not the best at going forward, but that isn't his primary job. His primary job is to stop balls going in our net. So hopefully, if available, I would have him back in. I have no problem with Mankio whatsoever. I think Mankio's done well. Um, again, he's an extra option, but he's been playing out of position. I think he's a better right back than he is left back. So that just shows, again, how it might actually let us down in the summer. We only have technically one recognised left back. Um if anyone, if I could have anyone available and or fit for Saturday, it definitely would be Marino, because I think Hayden's out already. I think he picked up his um, mm-hmm. okay. yellow card or six yellow card of the season, so I think he misses Saturday. Yeah. So it's important that Marino is back, and I think if he is, and you've got that platform of Marino and Shelby, um, it gives us something a little bit different. Um, I don't know about Asu, but again, Young Murphy did well on Saturday, so hopefully he can take that. In the way, which is going to be a really tough game, but uh, I mean, uh, this is why. But this is why we got promoted. You know, this is what well, many of the lost three games in a row. This is going to happen. Um, we are a newly promoted club. I think a lot of our families sometimes forget that, which just annoys me. Um, we've been poorly run. That's why we got relegated. We we we're very fortunate to be in a position with a quality manager. And regardless of this group of footballers, they will not stop trying. They will not stop working. They deserve our support. And I think if we turn up on Saturday, we get behind the players. It's what for the tomb at the end of the day. Mm. I'm not going to write them off, but it's what for the tomb. When you cast United, we can be what for the tomb. It's a bit like the West Ham game. On the West Ham game, everyone was doom and gloom. I think there will be a lot of people like that thinking we're going to lose the game. But if we turn up, get into them from the off. Hopefully, we'll have a couple of bodies back, and we can, we can certainly be what for the tomb. Yeah, I think uh, I think because it's interesting when you watch Silver's teams. Um, normally they I remember when he was at Hull they always won at home and the only, the only game they lost was um, Ed Sunderland oh. and obviously they went down uh, pretty quickly after that but I think um, you know it's interesting actually the two two teams we've got coming up is teams that haven't got a manager West Bromwich Albion got rid of their manager today Pulis yep. Yeah. When you heard about that, what would you think about that? Obviously, I haven't really discussed that much today. Uh, but... I wasn't surprised. Uh, I've heard rumours of West, 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 sorry, West Brom fans not being particularly happy with the coolest thing um, It is a bit, it is hard to watch, I suppose. But then again, if I watch us, watching us currently, um, we, we, are, we are well organised. We're making a difficult of the teams, but I think we're playing to our limits. I think West Brom have got probably a better a better squad of footballers than we have. So I think Pulis has one style of football, Andrew, and that's the big problem of Pulis. Um, I think he does a good job, to be, to be fair. The interesting thing to bring in, because I can't... It has really to be O'Neill, isn't it, really? Well, yeah, I mean, I can't really... I mean, maybe sign... Um, sign maybe um, Chris Coleman's jumped the gun. Um, yeah, so I did think that. Seemingly the West Brom... West job, the West Brom jobs become available, and I can and I can see the Swansea job maybe becoming available in the not too distant future. So maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe unless 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 Coleman, unless Chris Coleman just was so desperate to live in Newcastle, um, and he just thought, oh, well, I'll, I'll go and manage Sunderland and go and live in Newcastle with my last. So I, I don't know. Well, the thing is about Silva. There's no way. There's no way in hell that Watford 
will allow Silva to go to Everton. I don't I care if they offer him the Brandenburg I Bridge. I, I, can't, I, can't see be man, I can't see him being Watford manager by Christmas. I just think once teams start showing interest in him, yeah, um, you can tell by his interviews he's been really uncomfortable because he clearly wants to talk to Everton. <laughs> he clearly wants to talk to Everton. And I think once, he takes the, once you take your eye off the ball, and you and you know that that better clubs or bigger clubs are coming head trying to headhunt you for the work he's clearly doing. He did well at all. He was unlucky not to keep them up. He's clearly doing a very good job at Watford. Um, I just think his head's been turned already. And um, like I said, I hope it affects them this week um, and it plays into our hands on Saturday. I think the problem with that is that every manager that's left a team they've just joined essentially. And they go to another club. It never ever ends well, because the thing is, if he's, I remember, I remember when players would talk about him. Um, he's really, they really enjoy training session with him. They really mm-hmm. liked it because, for whatever reason, when uh, Meg Thielen was there, it wasn't happening. And this is the guy. I remember when Meg, when um, Paul Merson had a real go at him. One day, he did when I when the boat come in, the wall, yeah, the wall on the panel team. Who is he? Who is he? Who is he? Why, are you, why are you? Why are they not appointing someone like Alan Paul? I was like, Jesus Christ! You don't even know anything about this man. <laughs> I, I, thought, I, I, must say, I thought it was a riotless. It's funny, isn't it? Everybody uh, turns around and says things about different clubs, but. When, when it comes to West Brom, West Brom and Watford, Alan Pardew, they're middle Alan, of the road teams. They've always Alan been middle pa- of the road. Alan Pardew, Alan Pardew will get linked with a West Brom job. He'll be, he'll be in the running. I, I would imagine. I would imagine. I have not seen the betting yet, but I would imagine Pardew's on it. I would imagine um, Mr. Eagles on it. Tom Allardyce. Um, I would imagine there's, a, the, the, you know, the tried and tested Alan Curvisley and all that. They'll all be on the list. Um, to be honest, but it's interesting. The West, the, the guy who obviously from China, they said they want a name, they want a high uh, caliber name, mm-hmm. and so when you hear that, it's crazy anyway. But um, you know, Michael O'Neill isn't a name, is he? And he he knows a lot of players in that team. You know, he's been linked with Scotland, and um, yeah. that's the thing with football. Things happen quickly. You've got to decide whether you want to go. I think that's with. That's what happened with Chris Comey. He, he had to decide pretty quickly because he was meeting Wales that that, that next day. Um, something I'm hearing... Are you hearing about um, uh, um, Sky News have said the bid's gone in? Have you seen that? For what? Newcastle? Uh, I'm looking at the date, 20th of the 11th. And what's today's date? What? Something about us? What? The bid? What for the um, uh, it's yeah, it's I'm just reading um Hold on, uh, hold on. I'm hands. That's what I'm seeing. She handed a formal bid for Newcastle late last week. And that was eighteen forty three. And that was uh, Mark Kleiman of City Editor. So that's interesting. Whoa, 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 there we go. Sky News just kicked in now. Yeah. Hold on. It's just my Sky News has just kicked in. It's just said, actually. It's just literally come up on my Sky News. Well, so yeah, I beat you. Beat you to it, eh? Not you bad. Well, actually, somebody it. put on Twitter and I just read it. Uh, I know it's Threat really level. You can't, NUFC threat level said that. It is so really it's, it, is as, it is as expected. What I've been, we've been hearing that um, 
it was three hundred million. Uh, I would probably suggest there's a bit more because um, if we get fined from the, um, you know, when it comes to HMRC, um, just come it's up funny, isn't it? The one is, night, the one night uh, Neil takes off. There it is, Andrew. Sky News, breaking news. Actually, Sky News. Dave Lee hands in the Ashley 300 million bid. Oh! <laughs> it's funny, it always happens when something. When <laughs> oh, dear God, dear God, please, Hobbit. Oh, my God. I, that's literally on there. It's breaking news. It's breaking. Oh, dear. It's amazing, isn't it? Well, well. We can, this is the thing. This is it. PDC partners headed by Amanda Stavely as table of formal takeovers from the United Football Club. And they hope to get ex, uh, exclusive talks in these weeks. Oh, God. Oh, God. Please, God. It's obviously big news. And um, I think when it comes to the, the fact that we've been waiting and... That, that that's been the issue, isn't it? We haven't um, we haven't heard anything, and uh, now it's it's uh, it's happening. Why my sh- we're on the show? So um, you must be very very excited. Andrew, Andrew, let's be honest, right? As Newcastle fans, which we are, right? We need this to happen. We need it to happen, and 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 it actually is happening. This is happening now, mate. This is happening. It's going to happen. I don't I don't see it. now. It's in it's in front of everyone's eyes. He said it. It's there, right? He can't. He cannot. He cannot get away from the fact that it's in. It's out there. It's out there now. You know what I mean? It's there. It's like because you. There's been loads of movement, movement going on behind the scene. Um, and it's there now. Mike Ashley has no kind of. He can't hide. He, he can't hide. It's there. Actually, I'll bring in. Obviously, as it's just happening, we can. I'll bring in uh, John. Uh, to, to, to get to get his instant reaction. Uh, good evening, John. How are you? Good evening, Lee. Andy, how are you doing, lad? Oh, good. I'm all right. Uh, obviously, uh, Neil's sorry, uh, Lee's overcome with uh, joy, <laughs> very joy. with excitement and joy. Uh, tell me, uh, you probably just found out the news that uh, Amanda Staveley has made a bid of 300 million for Newcastle United. Uh, um, obviously, I think it's a long way to go. Um, but mm-hmm. the difference is, um, it's okay. The three hundred million being put out there, but it hasn't been accepted yet. So, and this, uh, but it's interesting. It, it could be the, the start of um, the fact that we're going to have. We've kept on thinking we're going to have to wait till Christmas. Well, it looks like you know, the process that Newcastle United to buy Newcastle United has officially started. Uh, the interesting thing. Uh, that I'm reading, obviously, uh, and the, uh, when it comes to exclusivity on talks this week. So um, maybe, well, but to give me your instant reaction. Obviously, I'll get back to Lee uh, when the more he reads, because I'm, uh, I'm probably reading exactly what he's uh, reading. I'm trying but to calm down. No, I'm just trying to compose myself. I'm trying to compose myself. <laughs> Lee, so tell Lee. me, so tell me, uh, John, um, we, before we go into this. Uh, your reaction to the game on Saturday? I tell you something, looking at it now, really, I had to double check it twice. 
to see us actually going booing. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I had to double check everything there, like, I had to be word by word and that sort of thing. Um, look, this thing, right, the bit has gone in, like, it's true. I think there's no Galloway, I agree with Lee. I mean, actually, kind of get away with this now. You kind of hide now, sort of thing. You know, I mean, he's gonna to have to accept that bid because I've always said it that to. it has to because even I don't think you get more money than three hundred million. That is a lot of money, and I think it's a fantastic offer, sort of thing. You know, I mean, how many um, people buy clubs to buy three hundred million at least these days? Right, it's a lot of money. But what's Max got realised? Okay, and his ten-year um, as ownership, right? You have two allegations. Couple of near misses, right? We have a one note, right? Just uh, finishing fifth and two championships. He needs to accept that now. Do you know what I mean? He wants to wear. He wants to make a. He just want to go out of the club. He's got no interest, sort of thing. I think he should take that offer because I tell you something, right? It's a great offer, and we want to. We want our club back. And if he accepts that, we should be having a party because we, as us as fans, we have to suffer for this for ten years. And we're just going to be excited if he accepts it. Do you know what I mean? It just gives Rafa every chance of buying new players in January. It's just like a new dawn, a new era. I, I think we've got we've got a you know obviously I'm reading what you're reading, but three hundred million. He wanted three hundred eighty, gentlemen. And I would be amazed if he accepts three hundred million. He's not getting well. Maybe 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 what's the problem? Maybe this is the feeler, Andrew. Maybe this is the feeler. He's not. He's not getting that. He's not getting. He's not getting feeling. Oh yeah. He's no. He doubled. Andrew, he doubled his money. He purchased the castle for what? 150. Was it 150 million? It's 130. Actually, 138. He's doubling. He's doubling his money and more. This man. You know, like the other day, right? Now, now the bid's in. Now we know. We all. We all know. Um, this is where this is where fan pressure can can be key. You know, I've seen fan teams talk about if we know it's there, he he, he doesn't want to be here. He's made it known. His interview on Sky Sports was absolutely embarrassing at the start of the season, and there's there's a big and there's a and there's a major reason why Rafa's always seemingly continuing to be perky after the transfer window shut. So this is it, Andrew. This is this is happening. And if it happens, mind, I'm going to literally wrap them on the stable under my Christmas tree. Well, come in a second, guys. I mean, I totally, I totally believe Lee in the thing that he says. I mean, he knew us in the castle. He's the brains of it, and he knew us, and he talks a hell of a lot of sense there. But, right? Christ, that's the first time anyone said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if there's anything I've got to come, so I'll come to Lee, because he's nice as stuff. He should, be, he should be looking for the Chronicle, and I think he'd do a fantastic job. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I mean, ask someone one question. Mike Ashley has lost interest in Newcastle United, okay? He's lost interest. Right. I totally have he, has he, has he ever been interested, John? No. no, he hasn't. Because all it is, like, when you buy the club, right? You buy the club, but trying to think, oh, I'll buy this club so I can make a quick killing here when I come to sell it. He's trying to buy the club, trying to be clever. He didn't do two jilligans, right? <laughs> he didn't out. He just thought he can make a quick killing, right? Make some profit. And he got his fingers absolutely burnt because he didn't check out his due diligence and accounts and that. <clears throat> now, he, like I said, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, there's no way he's going to get more than 300 million for the club. There's absolutely no way. I mean, if I was to order the club, I'd say, do you know what? I'm going to get away from this club. I mean, I made double the profit. 
get out of it, you know, just say, right, I was going to tell the club, wash your hands off it, we are off that, walk away. Now, he cannot turn this down, man. I mean, Andrew, you just said yourself, you'll be able well, to do it. It's it's the, interesting thing, the, the interesting word in it is that a million, and they're yeah. saying they hope to get exclusivity on talks. So that means, essentially, it's a, I think Lee said it before, it's a, it's a starting point. Yeah. So, um, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll probably talk more about what the two, three and a million is, but, because I, I, I can't believe for one minute he accepts that. Mm. I, I just can't see it. I think mm. it's, it, because <laughs> why would you? Andrew, 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 stop ruining my mood. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, you've got to take into consideration the, the fine that probably will come from HMRC. So, I but that 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 is that that's years down the line, and I don't think that will affect the club. That will affect individuals. Well, I think it'll be it'll it'll it can't be part of the deal, but there might be money. No, the money that she's put in there that might include money as well. You if know, it's for the likes of and if image rights from the likes of some of them shite players we used to have. It's image rights for that absolute donkey who couldn't score a goal. What's his name? But yeah, Christ, I'll tease image rights if it gets rid of them stupid idiots today. Yeah, there could have been many image rights that didn't share because he never scored a single friggin' goal. <laughs> he scored wow. one, didn't he? Against QPR. But even that well, one I, was a double I, kick. I, I, and that's when he fell out, eh? And the, the, what he, his right foot kicked it onto his left foot over the goalkeeper. I'll come to the game in a minute. I'll come to the game just on a statement as well. I mean, because um, if we, what if we got if he got relegated again, we get himself in the trouble in the league or slide down the table, which is quite possible, right? He'll not get 300 million for the club if he get relegated, mate. Yeah, exactly. No. He won't. <laughs> He won't. Yeah. And then he will be crapping himself and say, you know what, oh, I'm going to panic here because I'm going to get that money. I'll tell you what, we're set to million. He won't get that money. I think the, probably the, the main thing we've got to think about is the, the, the balloon, the, obviously the balloon's gone up, but if within, normally Lee and John, I'll start with Lee first, but normally they always turn round, uh, this is when it comes to Newcastle anyway, the the the, pub, the PR machine normally comes out and they normally say yes we've got it uh, but it, um, we have rejected it it normally that normally happens quite quickly um, mm-hmm. so the fact that the money through the money that has been made and they've and they've known about it since late last week so and they're not saying anything they're just they're just saying they got it. The big yeah. thing for me, Andrew. The big thing for me, Andrew. It's now in the public domain. Yes, it's there. Yeah. Fans breaking. That's why it's breaking news. The fans know it's there now, Andrew. It's in the public domain. It's there. All, 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 we've, all we've known about over the last couple of months is whispers. She's talking. Yeah. The talking. It's there now. It's in black and white. It's down. The bid is yeah. down. The man has nowhere to go. And if he doesn't go, I'll find him and I'll get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I, I, I know you're quite close to the council, so I'm sure you'd find him. It is very interesting. 
it's basically he he's now. It's funny, isn't it? We talked about this with uh, with Steve Wraith uh, when when he when he came on the show, and he said, you know, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great if somebody knew Amanda Staveley? And then three weeks later, I sit next to her. So you know, uh, everything that seems to happen seems to be linked to this to this show in some form. So um, it you know it's it it is. I wouldn't say I'm excited by it because we don't know what he's going to do, do we? And I think um, the fact that he's you know the, he can, the the more that comes in, the more that's interesting. But uh, you know, I think if if the bidding went last last week and he had of um, rejected it. That's the important thing, isn't it? I think even though they put the bid in last week, if he if he didn't like the terms of the deal, because remember, due diligence means there's a deal has to be agreed anyway before you do diligence. So there has to be um, some Even form of you reckon? yeah, there has to be there has to be the agreement because you can't. You know, I I only found this on <laughs> on Google when you type in due diligence, it brings it up. It brings it up that there has to be an agreement between the parties before the before they hand them over the information. So, um, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm excited, but we'll see. I think, um, this is, this, this is massive, right? Like, uh, you know, Mike Ashley has ripped the heart and soul out of Newcastle United for 10 years. Um, Rafa, Rafa brought the community back together. It's Andrew, actually, Andrew, I was listening to the show when you had that guy on earlier, do- yeah. early doors. He was talking about the, um, Lasted legacy that the Mansua group are, are doing at Manchester City, i.e. what they're doing around the community and things like that. They have done so much good work, not necessarily just with the first team. Obviously, the first team is brilliant for all that to see, but around the club, little things around mm. the city of Manchester Stadium, all this yeah. infrastructure they've put in. When they walk away or, or whatever, or whoever comes in after them, that, that infrastructure that Man City's got will last a lifetime. Will last a lifetime. And that's what I want. That's what we want. We want you want something set up in a way where, you know, the club is always going to the, the club is always going to be a beacon within the community. Mike actually killed that. He killed that. He destroyed that. The club and the fan base were so far apart. You, you could have stuck Australia right in the middle of it. Rafa Rafa came in and, and tried to just mend that, and he did it with in little ways and means. We we have a world class manager who was sitting there just waiting to. Just waiting to be told, here you go, Rafa. Here's some money. Not stupid money. Of course, that would be nice. But just a little bit of money to buy some better footballers going forward. Mm-hmm. Newcastle, Newcastle is set up to be competitive within the top eight of the Premier League. And I don't think that's delusion. I think that's actual sense. You look at Newcastle, Newcastle is primed and ready to be competitive within the top eight of the Premier League. It's not too long ago when Newcastle, where Tottenham were basically our whipping boys, but Tottenham's now competitive, so why can't we be? So if this deal goes through, I mean, that's, um, that's we don't actually. There's one comment I want to bring to both of you. It, yeah. uh, I'm not going to say the guy's name because I've asked him to come on the show a couple of times. He completely ignores me. So uh, we we don't know if this includes the hundred million loan debt. Right now. Wow. Because you know, regardless, anyway, it's a positive. But the the loan debt. Well, when you bought the club, you. I, I naturally assumed that I thought it was 100 because he what did he paid um, paid night I think he paid 92 didn't he I thought overall it was 138 but he, he thought it was only 92 then he realised 
there was death behind it. So, um, you know, you know, it, no matter what happens, really, he's probably making the amount of money just on the fact that that's three hundred million. He's probably already making sixty million, isn't he? Forty to sixty million. Plus, he would have made. But the, it's a, it's a surrounding deals, isn't it? Because he's got lots and lots of deals um, with regard to infrastructure of Newcastle. And he's bought a lot of property. So that, to me, is why I remember last week when they mentioned they were looking at the last 27 years of uh, uh, reports. So in those reports, we'll probably be able to see what else he's he's been he's been buying because he's still. With Newcastle Adley and John, he's still leading us around by the nose with the other deals that uh, that haven't really been talked about yet, really. Uh, obviously, there's always doubt in your mind, but I, I, I just still see Andrew with there, the bid's there. Yeah. People know now. It's in the public domain. He has nowhere to hide. He has nowhere to hide. If he doesn't go, me, you and John will get with pitchforks. We'll, uh, hey. we'll, run hey. Him. Hey. we'll run him out. We'll run him out. He's tiny over here. He never. He well, let's be fair. If he wants to do the northeast, there's a little club down the road who we can go and have a little bit of a chat with. You know, his Sports Direct crap will look mint in their empty stadium with their dried up, washed pink seats and things like that. So, you know, if he wants to take his 300 million and go and invest 50 million in something, please do so. But this is going to be it's going to be an interesting week now, fellas. Um, I think oh yeah. I think it's quite clear to see. I think it's quite. I'll have to say this quietly because you'll hear it. But I think it's quite clear to see that I'll not be talking to me missus probably for the full week. I'll just be on the on the phone like a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> I'll read. He's probably not listening, but if you, I'll read what right. um, Steve Wraith just said. Uh, we can only get excited once a bid is accepted, which I've mentioned already. That's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and ex- exclusivity is agreed, and even then, there is a lot of work to do fit and proper test with the FA, etc. But it is a move forward. Those who have doubted Amanda's interest can now park that Liverpool theory now. Laugh out loud. He has a point, hasn't he? Of course. Well, of course. You, you, kind of, you kind of hide from the fact that a bid hasn't been accepted. But it's there. It's in white. They want us. They want us. They want us. <laughs> oh my God! Please take over. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I know. It's like uh, it. It. It is an interesting thing that's happening. At least, like as you said, Lee and John, it's like at least it's out there because for many years there's been lots and lots of interest in you. You know, interest of Newcastle United, but now there's money on the table. He has it. Yeah. You can imagine. It's from the fact that he's known about this since last week. He would have gone through with a fine tooth comb, but at least in his, you know, let's let's talk business really when you think about it. Three hundred million, he's wanted out for a long, long time. This money gives him a profit. He might still make more money on the fact of the other deals that he has linked with Newcastle, and plus he might he might not. He might just say, listen, there's the money, um, three hundred million, uh, but. The fact that it leads to exclusivity talks, I would probably think that you know the money that three hundred million might change because you don't walk away by making that bid without having room to manoeuvre. 
I know, I see what you mean, man. I mean, um, <laughs> I agree with you there, but um, the ball's in his court now because um, he wanted out for a long, long time, okay? And um, this is his choice, this is his chance now. You know, it's like, the ch- it's like playing a game of chess. So the next move on the chessboard is Mike Ashley. So it's down to him. So I hope that um, he accepts it, right, and gets out, puts out of a mystery sort of thing. We'll put him out of a mystery. And... Um, all you can do now is just wait and see, and um, you know. Lads, I just think the big thing again, again, I'm kind of repetitive. I think it's because the bid's out there now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's in the, the public it's, domain. It's in the public domain, big, man. You know, it's, it didn't get announced on Sky Sports News. It got announced on Sky News. Yes, it's exactly. There. Yeah, it's I was all, just thinking that. It's there, right? said. That was what come up Sky News, not Sky Sports News. Sky News come up on my phone. Sky Sports News followed. That's the major mainstream news, right? It's there. It's out there. There's no hiding place for Mike Ashley. There's no hiding place for him. Everyone knows, Andrew, that he wants to sell. Everyone knows that he wants out of the club. He has money on the table now where he can... Are you allowed to swear on this show? Of course. He can fuck off. <laughs> the money's there. The money's there. You can fuck off. You can fuck off down the road. He never needs to come back to the northeast ever again. Ever again. It's done, Dustin. It's right there. And fans and fans will and fans will pick on this now because everyone knows it's it's there. He's got nowhere to hide. As long as, 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 as long if he's going to buy another football club, right? As long as he doesn't buy the Green and White Half and Glasgow. If he buys that club up there. To be right, you can go to Rangers. You can find Rangers if he wants to buy the club. But as long as it doesn't come anywhere near, that's paradise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would be it would be funny if he makes a bid for Celtic. No, George. no. <laughs> I hardly think so. Celtic fans, Celtic fans wouldn't accept him full stop. He's not Rangers. Rangers fans pretty much. Um, Pretty much like run him out of town straight away with what he was doing. So we, we, we sadly, as a fan base, have let him get away with absolute murder, and will continue to turn up. You know, the moment the guy crowbar the name of St James's Park off, that should have been game over. You're mm. done here. Get away. I don't mind. I don't mind, like, when me and Neil have had little conversations about this, you know, the club communicating something to the fan base, like the time of the stadium name change, if they came out and maybe tended it and said, look, we're thinking about doing this because we're going to try and make X amount of pounds to try and buy players to try and make the football team better. Fans might have went, fans might have went, aye, I see where you're coming from there. I don't like the new stadium name change, but if it's going to make the team better, I haven't got a problem with it. But what they did no. was, they waited, to, they waited for the two-week international break, they announced it on the Friday, and they had two guys outside the stadium crowbarring the name off. Now that sums up Mike Ashley's running in Newcastle United. So again, the sooner he goes, the better. And this club is absolutely right there to take off, man. Well said, Lee. Well said, Lee. I think um, the, the, the problem that he's always had, isn't he, Lee and John, is that, you know... He's a he's a person that came in and we nobody knew about him. We never knew who he was, but the first inkling I knew, <laughs> I suspect there was something up, is when he came and said, "I'm I'm a private individual, and I don't want to, uh, you know, get involved, uh, you know, publicity-wise with the club." And the fact that I haven't heard of him, but it's amazing, isn't it, though, lads? When you think, well, now we know more about Amanda Staveley 
and what she comes and what she's what she would bring and the guy that we didn't know anything about and we find out bits and pieces about how much he's got i remember the first thing i heard was yeah his wealth was one billion and it's like one billion and now you understand why he did what he did you've got to remember andrew the man was he was welcome to you he was welcome to you there was no problems right he did it for me right andrew he did a master stroke a master stroke in bringing kevin keegan back (laughs) and then he basically didn't realize the power of kevin keegan and appointed absolute goons um, who were making decisions behind his back. For example, we had deals tied up for the likes of Sebastian Schweinsteiger and Luka Modric, who Dennis Wise and Tony Jimenez decided weren't good enough and they signed Cisco and fucking Gonzalez. Cisco, kid. So, you know, there you go. There you go. That, that again sums up his running of Newcastle United. Joe Kinnear, not once, but twice. And he announced himself as director of football the second time, even before the club announced it. And the club announced it a week later. So everything he's done is, has been an absolute car crash. And how rough is Benitez as our manager under this regime? I don't know. But Benitez, but Benitez sees a better future. And, that, and he's clearly been fighting with Mike Ashley since he's come in to try and make it a better future. And as far as I'm concerned, right, Rafa Benitez is the person who sold this club to the likes of Amanda Stavely. And we are very fortunate that he's our manager. The, the one thing that makes you think he, he might accept it, because somebody just made a good point, when I'm, obviously the more, I'm, the more I'm reading about it, but the, you know, he said he would accept payments in instalments. Right? Mm, I heard so that. when you make that statement, they're offering three to a million essentially upfront payment we don't obviously we don't know what we don't know the contract details whatever it is but to me because i was thinking not thinking negatively but just thinking well what's he he'll accept that bid he will because he do, why would you it's like why would you accept why would you accept newcastle united on the never never you know what i mean Go on, John, you kick on, because I'm going to get too excited. Go on, John. Well, I was going to say a sort of thing. I mean, whew, I heard about this um, staggering, um, this, um, staggering payments as well, about something like 20 million a season, maybe, sort of thing. I mean, if you want some more money, do it that way. If you, I said, I'll tell you what, I mean, you got 300 million now, right, and then pay something like 10 15, 20 million every season for the next four or five years, and then he'll get his money back. Or, better still, come the end of the season, when you get the TV money, why did you just give him the part of that TV money and just have him done with? And I found it's done, and just take him out the window, out of the picture. I'm yeah. excited as well, man. I'm excited as well, man. Uh, I, I'm not sleeping tonight now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just because it's more the. Uh, there's, there's probably there's probably more to come out and uh, I just I just think the fact that it's there I, I just think the fact that it's there he's got he literally has nowhere to hide Andrew he I, he hasn't I just think that I think this is it I do think it's happening now <laughs> this is ha- it's happening we are being mm. taken over he, he he will not be our owner uh, come next season 
there's no no it's 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 too there's there's been too many rumours. Even yourselves, Andrew, when on the show when Neil and things like over the last two three months, there's been little murmurs mm-hmm. here and there. It's clear there's been something happening. And it's clear she wants us, and it's just um, it's exciting because, like I said, I think I do think there's a better future for this particular football club. And I'm gonna be, I'll be absolutely buzzing if I get to take my son to watch a highly competitive Newcastle United under Rafa Benitez, where we can be maybe competitive within the, like I said, within the top half of the Premier League. No one, no one thinks we're going to go out there and blast 300, 500, 600 million pounds. Of course, that would be nice, but, you know, a clear plan to move the club forward is all we want. That's all we've ever wanted, a clear plan to move the club forward. My guess plan was just to consolidate and make a lot of money off the TV deal. You know, that, that's boring. That's boring, you know, Newcastle, Newcastle has the capacity to move forward. That's why there's interest in us. And that's why Rafa Benitez actually took the job on, you know what I mean? So, it's exciting. Because he saw potential out of the club as well, sort of thing. Because, um, you know, it's a massive club, massive history, right? Rafa, now, if this club tests over, he's going to lay, lay the foundation. Given a new four or five-year contract, okay, let Rafa lay the foundations, right? And then when he moves on eventually, maybe in a four or five-year time, then someone else who's going to be even better than Rafa, okay, could take it on. But as to buy the club, right, and put that sort of money in the club, it has to bring in world-class managers now. Do you know what I mean? We don't want any more. said, it'd be nice to be a glory hunter. <laughs> uh, i tell you what, yeah. I, I, hope, I hope I'm turning up at the ground and there's like busloads of people turning up from our hour. And, I, and hopefully at that point in time, I'll have Messi on the back of my shirt. I tell you, if you give us one name, well, I'd love to have a striker sort of thing. If you give us the money to buy a striker sort of thing, right, it's going to be a superstar sort of thing. Now, I'll watch Italian football for me. The Italian league's the best league in the world. I'm sorry about that. Are you going to say this Inter Milan player that everyone's raving about? <laughs> Pulisic. Um, well, he's up there, Icardi. He is absolutely uh-huh. fantastic, but he's never going to leave in the Milan because he loves the club. He's a skip of the club. He wants to be a legend there. So I uh, cannot see Mario Cardi moving anytime soon. But if he be worth, he's bidding for us 150 million. That's the starting point, and they will never ever sell him. There's no way. I think the the one thing you can take from this uh, this bid that's gone in tonight. Uh, with with the club a legend, remember they said there was five others um, interested, but we never got we never got uh, which I think is the absolute biggest lie they've ever said in their lives. But um, um, the fact that if she requests it, that means the others and they, to say exclusivity is agreed, then nobody else in that time frame can make an, can make another can make a bid until they've gone through it all. What do you think? Ah, <coughs> totally. Uh, she's uh, P, P, P. What is it? P, is it PCP or something? Is it PCP? PCP. PCP. Yeah. Right. I think it's quite. I think it's quite. Um, I think it's. It's. They're buying the club. There's no one else could get in the club, Andrew. It's going to be their club. <laughs> I think it's quite clear. It's in black and white. Pardon the pun, but I think. <laughs> I think. Yeah. There's clearly been things going on for a long time. When she turned up at the Liverpool game, um, Steve's whispered sweet nothing to that ear and convinced her that 
we're the right club. Um, I think that I, I don't see anyone else now, Andrew. I think this is I think this is definitely going to be her mm. club, and um, I, I just wonder if she likes uh, ham and peas pudding sandwiches because I'm going to find that. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna woo her with some ham and peas pudding sandwiches and see if, see what see if I can get on a date with her. <laughs> it's actually the more the more you read on this, it's um like I know it says here that uh, the bid was obviously tabled last week. Considering the lag in news reporting, it might suggest that Stavely and partners have been trying to stave off retaliatory interests from elsewhere. Interesting. Uh, I, 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 this is this is this is uh, this is her club, Andrew. This is going to be her club. It's on the main news. It's on the main news, actually. My missus is watching it. It's going along the bottom. <laughs> um, she must be surprised, is she? <laughs> no, I she not have got on to us for a week now. <laughs> <clears throat> well, uh, obviously, I'm reading a bit. Well, you know, so. It's some, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting next, well it's going to be an interesting week now because <clears throat> even at work this week where people normally talk about Newcastle and I've been so busy nobody's really talked about but now this is going to be like <laughs> non-stop all week because every day we've got people are going to be wanting has has he agreed has he has he has he agreed this sale but and that's and that's why and that's why what you're seeing there Andrew is uh, he's got nowhere to hide <laughs> black and white. Mind you, because yeah, the money she's offering the money the, up front, isn't she? Really? You know the sad, you know the sad thing is, really. If I if I look back on Mike Ashley's tenure, some of the things I've touched on before, Mike Ashley had a, a massive opportunity to, uh, massive opportunity to take this club forward. You know, you've got, you, you had, he's a sports retailer, and it's like if yourself and John, I mean, I know you were living in the country, yeah, living in the country at the time, yeah. Andrew, but in '95, '96, well, sorry, when Kevin Keaton came to Newcastle United. And everything took off. You, you literally couldn't walk anywhere around Newcastle or around Newcastle without people wearing Newcastle merchandise. And as a sports retailer, I find that absolutely bizarre that he's that he's behaved in the manner he he, he has because his sports directors, if he made Newcastle competitive and maybe successful, he wouldn't have had nothing left on the shelf. So I, I, I don't get that, and that's why really, like I said, all the misdemeanors I've touched on, he, he kind of needs running out of town. Yeah. Time. His time, is, his time up here is gone. It's over. I just feel like Santa Claus has literally walked in my house and touched it. <laughs> well, it, 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 I, I think that this way, the amount of people that have probably stayed away due yeah. to this guy, you can imagine that's why the, the news about um, uh, people being saying, well, do you, think, do you think they'll end up uh, either extending the extend the the St James's, or getting a new, or by you know starting again and uh, building it, building from scratch. Because I've I've never believed that you know I thought 52 was a to get 52 every week was always a reach, but they they've managed it. So if you imagine how many people you're probably maybe looking at maybe another 10,000 who might come back on the fact that this massive deal could happen. Um, you you. you you can now believe that uh, it could they could look to build a new stadium and and look to build make at least sixty two sixty two thousand possibly. Uh, successful uh, successfully run Newcastle, you could probably add ten fifteen thousand on the gear. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. John, 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 do you live in Bristol? Are you in Bristol? 
John in Bristol. Yep. Yeah, he lives in Bristol, yeah. I live in Bristol. John will, see, right. John, himself, John himself will bring 10,000 up from Bristol if we're successful. <laughs> so, you know. I tell you what, look, I, make, I, I, I do put, I put the word around, guys, and just do a look. You can you invite to the party to go to the come, come to Newcastle sort of thing. We want you up there. So you're invited. You can join in any time, bring your drinks in a lot. We're sure you have to have a good time at the quayside. It's going to be one. Uh, I've, got to bring, I've got to bring this up, actually. But remember Aaron Stokes from the Daily Star underscore sport? He said last week that a bid would be made. And it's actually true. Remember that? What? Sorry, say that again? What remember, that? remember last week, um, the Daily Star, because I made fun of the Daily Star. Oh, yes. I, I went, I, obviously, I, I, I work right next to the ground, so remember when it came out, uh, it's going to be agreed next week, last week, and nothing happened. Well, what he said has been proved correct, because last week, that's when the bid went in. So well done, Aaron Stokes of um, Daily Star underscore Sports Journalist. Well done. And to be fair, fair play to him because the, the likes of the Daily Star, the Sun, it's the, the only good thing about this. Those two newspapers is, the, is page three normally, to be honest. Yeah, it's like, uh, you, know, the, you know, the fact that he put it in there, he was, he was the first one to do it. Yeah. And he obviously got... Uh, pelters for it and I made a bit of fun about it but the fact mm. that uh, somebody somebody didn't know must have told him like I must admit it wasn't me but I'm interested to see how he found that out but um, uh, you know he, he, he deserves credit when credit when uh, you know it's due you know but uh, it, it's just it is it is amazing news for Newcastle I think the fact that we could end up uh, being sold to somebody that wants to invest. I think that's that's probably the most uh, important thing in, in the whole in the whole in the whole business of this is that and again, and again the key element is the fact that nobody's expecting the world. Nobody is. Nobody's expecting the world. All all anyone wants is careful planning to move the club forward. And I think the figurehead that we currently have as our manager, if he's allowed to implement um you know, his way of thinking in, into the whole club, into the whole structure. You've got to bear in mind when he walks through the door, every single part of the club, every team from the first team downward to the youths was losing. They were all losing, you know, Andrew. Every single one. There was no Newcastle United team winning. And all he's done is try to go around connecting the dots and things like that. You know, and that's where he, he, he has, he's sold this club. He's sold this club. You don't underestimate the power of Rafa Benitez. Rafa Benitez has sold this club. Yeah, it's just, it's exciting. It's, yeah. it's just, it is exciting. Very exciting. I'm, I'm sure that, the, the amount, I think the stuff we're going to hear in the next couple of days will be a bit more meeting the bone, won't it? So, and I can imagine what the, um, what it's going to be like on Saturday now, can't you? <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> be, you know fine well it's going to happen. They're, they're going to do a, They'll do a, a special flag with a mandra on it now. I've got a perfect picture on me for one of her. She looks fit as hell as well. I mean, I try to be super exciting. I mean, it's only a start, guys. It's only an absolute start. You know, I mean, it's only the beginning of this. I just hope this week, however long it be, 
it'll be great news for every Newcastle supporter, every Newcastle fan, us included, should be excited about this news at this moment in time. Town's going to be bouncing on Saturday. <laughs> because... <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody just wants to watch the news and see what happens and uh, what's happened on Twitter because but it, I think you're right what you said earlier it was broken on Sky Sports News not Sky sorry Sky Sports Sky News, news not right. Sky Sports that's, that's it it's, it's, uh, it's that's world that's world news Andrew isn't it really that's world oh yeah, yeah the world the world the world watches Sky Sports News like the world watches CNN uh, yeah. and things like yeah. that so it's, it's world news it is world news. I still think we've got worldwide. I, I was taking the Mac and was trying to laugh at us the other day because I think Newcastle still got world, worldwide appeal. If you go around the world and you're talking about football to people and you mention Newcastle United, normally what you find is somebody will go, oh, Alan Shearer. Then at the end of the day, we broke the world record um, in buying a footballer in 1996. We are, we are well known in the European football. We're well known in world football. That's what I was trying to get to. We sick Mac and Nate the other day. We've still got world, worldwide appeal, and that's why, that's why really, if you look at the Premier League as a whole, we are probably the only ticket outside that top six available to buy and purchase with real proper potential. Potential. Massive potential. And it's, it's exciting, like. It's proper exciting, this, like. I, I think um, the, I, that's the thing, isn't it? It's... it's, it's 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 okay getting somebody in who, who just wants to make a quick book and you know the fact that they're they're doing everything seems to be doing it the right way. I think you know the the fact that Mike Ashley, you know when somebody when he I think we've it's been discussed in the show hasn't it before that um, when somebody was I had a meeting with him to to arrange a takeover he was ten, the person was half an hour ten minutes late or something half an hour late and he. He said, "Right, it's four hundred million." <laughs> it, just, it just shows you, man. It's it's so maddening that the fact that if he had been the proper owner, he was, he could he could have got the club probably for more, you know, more money. Considering what the the, the if you think of it logically, how much is the pound worth? Can imagine what the pound was worth then when he decided when he when he uh, went to remember he went to Dubai try and do a deal, so. This this is the way he's actually losing a lot of money because the pound isn't worth diddly right now. But back in those, the, you know, a couple of years ago, it was worth quite quite a lot. So um, you know, he's, essentially, he's done himself out with some money. Well, be a, if, if we could if we could make him get absolutely nowt, that would be great. But it's not <laughs> happening. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna get, his, he's gonna get. At the end of the day, he's getting his ready. Uh, Three hundred million is more than sufficient. To be honest, Andrew and um, John, if he wants with his three hundred million, he could ring Amanda and say, Amanda, uh, would you mind changing these um, that three hundred million pound in the Sports Direct shares? You know, that kind of toss and shake that he come up with over the summer when he had no money. I've got no money because they're wrapped up in Sports Direct shares. Well, what are you gonna do? Mm. He can turn them into gift cards. He can turn that uh, 300 million into gift cards and give them out to his family for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, tosser. He just, <laughs> basically was, he just basically knew what he was doing. He, you know, this is, this, is a, this is a man who, he didn't want to be here. He's not wanted no, to be he here for a long time. He, he thought he was going to make a quick, he thought he was going to make a quick book out of Newcastle United and it didn't happen. Yeah. And That's exactly what I told you. 
it's, it's interesting. Everybody's, everybody's mentioned the fact that this news didn't come from any of our local um, journalists. No, it, it came from right? Sky News. So there's something I wouldn't say off about it, but it's it's interesting that it, it the only person who got it was the guy Aaron from the Daily Star, right? <laughs> he was the only one that said the club will be you know bid coming in, blah blah. And none of the local guys got it, and then it goes to Sky News. Very interesting, you know. It's, to me, like the, it's, this is the great thing about UK about Newcastle. Uh, we'll be thinking about this <laughs> long into the night about what's going on, how it happened. It's, that's what that, that's what makes our club, isn't it? It's the best club on earth. It is, yeah. and I might even be able to go back finally to watch them play. And we can, and the, you know what it is? You know the beauty of this club? It's won absolutely jack shit and we still turn up. Mm. We still turn up and we draw. That's the problem. That is the problem. Well, that's been the problem. You're right, John. That's been the problem with the Ashley. <clears throat> they, they are still, the thing is so, they still turn up because it's their club, it's their band sort of thing, and they're just going to do it all the time. You can try and stop from going to the matches sort of thing because, um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, um, a sample of right? a couple of years ago, right, um, AC Milan, I make a couple of AC Milan had that same problem, okay, I mean, the, the fans being absolutely mugged off by the owner, sort of thing, by the scorny, right, and then um, the fans did not turn up, right, and they had like a ballot there, sort of thing, in the main stand, and they've made a point, they have proved their point to say that we're not turning up for the stadium because they're not going to be mugged off, okay, and then, after that, the club that they saw the club, they put the club up to sell, and they got their club back. They got their club back. Mm. We mm. got to do. You should have done the same sort of thing and make a make a stand and say, look, we're not going to come back to the stadium until Mike Ashley sells the club. Can we remember that time when the fans were after we um, after um, against Cardiff after I think it was 70 minutes or something like that. The fans yeah. walked away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was on holiday that year, so I couldn't go. Right, but I'm afraid. That didn't work at all whatsoever. It didn't work. Right? Well, I, it didn't work. Uh, um, I did it, but I went back. I did when you. I went, thought it worked did, a bit. Remember when they did the? Remember when they did the? Don't turn up for the Tottenham game. Don't turn. I didn't go to the Tottenham game, and I also stayed out for the remainder of the season. I didn't go back. Killed us, to be fair. Yeah, I didn't go to the Spurs game in case um, in the I stayed I out. So I missed. I missed that last game of the season where Jonas kept us up and I was in the house. Yeah. I was like, I haven't went back because you're a fat bastard, so I've missed that. Um, and, I, and I was furious. But there was a part of us, John, that day, yeah, yeah. if you ask me, misses, because I was in the kitchen doing the dishes before the game kicked off. And remember, that was when he did his first interview on Sky yeah. and I couldn't believe yeah. who I was saying on the telly. I wanted oh. us that day, I wanted us that day to go down. Before the game right. kicked off, mm-hmm. before the game kicked off, I wanted us to go down. I was, I was adamant. I was thinking, right, that's he needs hit in the purse because that's the only oh, thing that he understands, pounds and pence. But when the game kicked off, of course, my whole ethos changed. I was kicking every ball, and when Jonah scored, I was jumping around the house, delighted with stayed up. But I was thinking, how can we hit this man? How can we hit him? Mm-hmm. Hit him where it hurts, and he can't. He just can't. No, he, he just that, cannot because he, he because at well, the end of the day it's just club, right? And he's, he's got he's got 
your season ticket money, sort of thing. That's all it is. So you go buy the season ticket, right? Then they don't turn up the game. He's got your money. It's as simple as that. And yeah. you can't win. You can't win that sort of thing. But I didn't go. I didn't go to that game against West Ham where we won. I got that goal because um, I had to see a friend who's at Celtic. And I had to go, so I didn't want to let them down, sort of thing. But I, I was I trying. I was going to try and go to those both games. So I was never going to do it. But I mean, Mark, you're, you're, Mark, but you're right. Mark Douglas has just said first bid for Newcastle United. Feel optimistic. This could be done quickly from here on in. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I totally agree. I think it's there. It's in black and white. It's right there. It's in. It's it's in the public eye. Me and news providers breaking the story. This is and and, and you know why it's been the, why it'll be mainstream media, Andrew, because yeah, she she deals in mainstream media. You know when the Financial Times were reporting deals and stuff like that. Uh, they're mm. proper papers, proper business papers, right? Mm. So she would have she would have put it out through mainstream media. Not yet. I'm not trying to take them. I'm not trying to um, belittle the, the our, our footballing lads, our footballing press. But she's put it out in the she's put it out in a big way. The bid's there. We all know the bid's there now. He's literally he's literally got nowhere to hide now, man. Nowhere to hide. I think the interesting thing for me is that it was put in last week. So why you would you would have thought the club. Because obviously she, there's been, she's well they've they've said that the bid's gone in, but the club didn't. Um, that to me is a bit more interesting. Like you watched, um, obviously I was, I was listening to Rafa Benitez when, and the first thing he mentioned uh, about about the defeat was the money. Now I wonder if he knew that this the bid had gone in yesterday, uh, sorry on Saturday, um, but it, it's today's Monday, so. Uh, it went in late last week, so I think that story in the Star has obviously um, was the was to to tell, tell everybody it's, it's happening. But obviously, it was it wasn't taken as being gospel. So you know, it's just it's interesting everything that's happening. Really, isn't it? It's just for me. It's like trying to understand it all, and it's it, it is a bit of a mind bend for me at the minute. I must admit, but. It is. It is great news. I, I'm, I might be. Get, I'm. I'm trying to get. Uh, normally, Chris uh, calls in from uh, uh, America. So. Um, he's on the golf course. He's on the golf course. Yeah, he wanted me to. Uh, to to do a recorded thing, uh, but uh, I could it doesn't. It doesn't make much difference if I do. If I'd recorded it. This news coming out that uh, yeah yeah I, I think a lot of people have missed it I think a lot of people who normally on the show must have gone out to be on the show the way the way this news broke <laughs> it was just me and you having a simple chat and then suddenly I just felt like I just felt I felt like a wash with emotion <laughs> yeah I think we have to thank uh, you know it's amazing isn't it? when you, when you, we had a show on and then Steve comes on and Steve Wraith and uh, he said, "Oh, wouldn't it be great to get her and then get get you know speak to somebody of Amanda Stavely?" And then three weeks later, somehow Steve's sitting there talking with her, you know, about the club and what it means to the the area. And somebody that somebody that obviously when it comes to Newcastle United um, divides opinion on what they think of him, but um, I'm sure it's just a small role that Steve has played. Um, uh, with regard to this, but 
uh, you've got to give him a round of applause, haven't you? The fact of what he's done and how it's come about, and uh, the fact that uh, whatever thing he's had involved in it, uh, you know, he had this show before me, and uh, uh, you, you, you know, it's amazing what comes around if you, if you if you talk to the right people, isn't it? So well done, Steve. I'm giving you a nice uh, well done to you uh, of, on, with with what's happened tonight. So uh, it's just amazing. Obviously, I'll st- we'll obviously go back to watch the news in a minute. But uh, if if I get uh, if Thingy calls in, we'll we can end the show and uh, we'll see what the rest of the week brings. And uh, we'll we're you know we're all excited and we just want to we want to know what he does next. That's the probably the most important thing is it doesn't matter anything else. It's what what Mike Ashley does now is the most important part of it. And, hopefully, uh, expl- hopefully explode the fat bastard. <laughs> one thing is, that, the one thing that makes it, to me, a goer, is the fact that he asked to pay, to, he said he would accept installments. So, you know, maybe, and plus they, they, they're going to, they're going to have more talk, so that price may change a little bit. Um, and, you know, it depends. It would be interesting because if she's over here, because somebody did put out on Twitter that she was flying to Newcastle, so <coughs> that was last week. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. <coughs> Obviously, thanks everybody for being on the show tonight uh, from uh, uh, Philip uh, Debrun uh, from, uh, from NBC Sports and his own podcast. Little does he know what's happened since the show has been on, and uh, thanks very much for coming on. And obviously, Lee Johnson and John Newcastle fan from Bristol uh, have made this a quite a momentous evening if on Newcastle. So, so if we get taken over, can we still win the league this season? <laughs> 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 That's the thing, you know. This may, this allows us to really in lots of ways. <laughs> but I'm uh, just, yeah, I tell you what, I've, I, I've just heard it on Good Authority that loads of Sunderland fans are jumping off the Weymouth Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> it would not surprise me if he tries to buy them, you know. That'd be, be hilarious. <laughs> That'd be class. Imagine. Especially what he's done to us, you know. But, uh, you know, you would think he... I, I still can't uh, imagine that... Uh, the fact that this happened and... Uh, it still hit me, really, that that it, it, it's, it could be happening. And as you said about Mark Douglas saying, it could happen quite quickly. Uh, the one thing we haven't even talked about was David Hayes fell down the stairs. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. He was supposed to fight De- Bellew and he fell down the stairs and that's his career over. There's no way oh. he'll be able to come back. But no. the, the fight's off, pal. The fight's off because he fell down the stairs. Unbelievable. Wow. It is unbelievable. Yeah. What was your what was your what was your thoughts on the way Jacob Murphy played on Saturday? Did, did, did uh, John? Yeah, I don't think you've discussed it too much. No. He, to me, he looks a good one, doesn't he? Um, he still look. Listen, I mean, I have been criticised to Jacob. I'm not going to lie on him, sort of thing, like you know. But I said last week that um, he's better off Eddie Murphy. But on Saturday, he was slightly better than Eddie Murphy. Do you know what I mean? You know what that. Nah, he did okay, he did okay. I mean, he had uh, one or two chances, sort of thing. He's got to make some decisions well first, if you do that, sort of thing. He needs to get up to speed as well, sort of thing. And um, we need to get behind the kid, do you know what I mean? He's here now, you know, you got to give the lad time, you know. He's very young, 
and um, hopefully he'll come a good player sort of thing I mean and um, I've got to get behind him I mean I'm not going to slay the lad however I mean he needs to um, you know like uh, make a make decision right I'll, yeah, yeah. I like him it was nice to see. It was nice to see Aaron's playing only. It was nice to see him come on, and um, I didn't think he would play him because of uh, the cold case he's got uh, coming up. But uh, it's it's definitely something that uh, you know, you know, the, the more pace you have in that team, the better, isn't it? I'll let him, you ask him me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, I think. <laughs> I'm thinking about Amanda. I'm thinking about Amanda. <laughs> well, it's been a great show, lad. Thanks so much for coming on tonight. You're and, married, uh, mate. Don't come think of her name. You're married, man. That's just, <laughs> that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That's only in Chessy Street. Wow. All right, gents. Thanks. Thanks very much. I, I get the excitement. So. Thanks so much for coming on tonight. We'll catch you next week, gentlemen. See, it'll be an, it'll be, it's going to be a very exciting week ahead. Take care. Amanda Stevens, Black White Army. Amanda Stevens, Black White Army. Thanks, gents. Take care. Yeah. Until next week. Bye now. Bye. Well, thanks so much for listening to the show tonight. It will be available on podcast and that should be available in the next couple of days. www.toontalk.co.uk to listen back to all the show and obviously the breaking news that Newcastle United have officially had a bid in for the club for 300 million. Will Mike Ashnike